Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. This looks like what Roger Moore would look like if he had his feet up in imaginary stirrups while he was laying out on a beach towel. Brent, that, that just taint right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they used toilet paper. Uh-huh. That Dixie cup you're drinking from looks like a shot glass. Did your head get that much bigger? It looks like the Unabomber with a hat on. Now a member of the Global Ag Network. I didn't. I didn't wash my hands either. Just in case you were wondering, keep that over there. <laughs> I've got this guard over here on this microphone. You were the one that was sick last week, anyway. I know, and I don't want to get it again. And you still went to work. I survived the corona. Uh, yeah, I've seen you survive corona. Well, everybody, this is the Dryland Farmer Podcast. We are hoping everybody's having a great week out there. Maybe trying to get a little back into the farming mood. I'm not sure. I'm doing some farming, but I'm really not in the mood to do it. Landon, what about you? Oh, we still got some cows out for another week or so. Well, that's great. You better put those cattle back in. Well, uh, that's the oldest joke in the book. Well, we just got through selling our calves last week on the Great Superior Livestock Auction, and uh, not a moment too soon either, because I think the Dow continued to drop maybe, what, two, 3,000 points after that. Uh, what was that, on a Tuesday or Wednesday? But and then, it, of course, it rallied today about 1,000, 1,500 points. So we got that going for us, and um, so we'll be shipping those guys out at the end of the month. But not before that, we're going to Houston. The Houston Livestock Show, where the coronavirus is supposed to be alive and well. They've got one guy that was 70 years old, or is still 70 years old, quarantined somewhere in the, in a southern uh, suburb of Houston. And everybody is freaking out in Houston. Because, you know, that makes sense out of how many, there's what, 4 million people in Houston or something like that? 3 million? There's plenty of them. That's a hell of a, that's a <laughs> hell of a uh, percentage What's one out of four hundred uh, four million? One 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 four millionth? I guess that's one four millionth. If you got one four millionth of a shot of getting in contact with this guy, and that's the saying he's not put they didn't put him in like an underground bunker or something from like Hurricane Ike. Yeah, he's probably not judging the steers. No, <laughs> no, he's definitely not. Maybe the maybe the uh, goats or something, but definitely. I not don't give a shit. I just want to get out of here. <laughs> well, guys, we're talking. We we've got to talk Corona. You know why? Because it's topical, and we're kind of a topical show. And uh, so we're going to be talking about that in our main segment and how everybody's losing their absolute ever-loving mind, and um, especially Twitter and especially the media and especially everybody that's in uh, a radius of any radio or television. But first, we're talking, we've got a new segment we're going to bring in here. It's called Listen to the American Bitch. Now, it's not the American Bitch. It's 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 not about a lady. The bitch is not a, no, it's not a noun, it's a verb. And I guess you could call it me this time because I'll be the one, I'll be the American bitching about something. And that, of course, would be, be, you'll be the bitcher. I'll be the, I'll be the bitcher in this segment. And uh, the bitching subject will be movie night. Going to the movie theater and we're going to, I'm going to list all of my first world problems I have with going to the movie theater. And which is really ironic because I'm a big preview guy. So we're going to go ahead and stick in a, uh, that's what she said. Speaking of, speaking of previews, Brent, did you get my, 
my picture of the invisible man that I sent you. <laughs> I did. That was pretty nice. I, that was really classy too. I liked that really well. Where uh, what you want to describe it, or does it, should we just leave it up to the imagination here? You can describe it. Okay, it's got a. Uh, uh, I, no, you describe it. You're the one it's that sent a, it. It's got a woman with her tongue in her cheek. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and think. you really kind of have to take that um, uh, meme tongue in cheek too. <laughs> yeah, pun intended. But uh, I've got. I'm going to go ahead and pull up some patriotic music here because. We've got to get some patriotic music uh, lead-in bumper for this uh, for this segment I've got coming up. And um, while we're doing that, here we go. Stars and Stripes Forever. Let's go ahead and try that. We're going to pull that up, and here we go. One, two, three. You remember, you remember I'm Earl Pitts. <laughs> you remember that guy on the radio? I think so, yeah. Oh, man, that brings back the day. Oh, that brings you back some memories. Well, it's time for another edition, or the first edition, of Listen to the American Bitch. This week, Brent is the bitch, and he bitches about movie night in America. More specifically, his movie night in southern Amarillo, Texas. We So, okay, we go and watch, uh, I don't even remember what the damn movie is called, Onward. It's called Onward. It's one of these Pixar movies. And it's got um, Chris oh, Pratt. Oh, trying to like cross a canyon or something. Well, that's yeah, that's not the plot, but that's that's, not the whole that, movie. that's a detail in the movie. No, they uh, so they're all these funky looking uh, beasts or funky looking animals or whatever they are, and uh, or they're troll. Are they trolls? I don't know. Anyway, they uh, get this magic spell and they get this magic spell and they their dad dies like years ago. Well, they, this spell brings him back to life. Well, they only get him up to his belt. Like from the feet up to his belt, so it's just a pair of legs walking around, and so the rest of the movie they're trying to search away to find another, uh, another magic stone that'll get the rest of his body. How does he go to the bathroom? He's got everything from the belt down. Well, I know, but how does he go to the bathroom? Like, well, he doesn't have anything above the belt, so there's no kidneys or bladder or anything. No food going in. Could you imagine just seeing a pair of legs sitting on a toilet? Well, see, they kind of do a whole, it's really kind of a whole weekend at Bernie's. Well, that's all you see when you go to the public bathrooms is just a pair of feet sitting in the stall when you're looking for an open spot. True. But usually you assume there's something attached to that. That's what I think of your comment there. So anyway, so the point of the, the point of this segment is not that uh, about the movie, but what leads up to the movie? So this was a seven o'clock showing. So we go to Torchies and we want and we get some great spicy. Well, they weren't very spicy this week. We went to Torchies and got some burritos. I guess well tacos, even they were in tortillas. And uh, so we get up there about ten till seven and make sure you know these are the nice fancy reclining seats that have the big wide berth for us uh, fat ass Americans and like multiple cup holders and. You know, it reclines and everything. So that's great. We get there. We get in, sit down about five minutes till the, quote, movie starts at 7 o'clock. So for the first 10 minutes, there's 10 minutes of Coca-Cola commercials. Then they spend the next five minutes, not the next consecutive five minutes, but five minutes over this period of time to tell you to silence your damn cell phone. I don't know how many times they're going to have to tell us to silence our damn cell phone, but... It's enough to make up five minutes worth of time. And then, of course, you've got the 15 minutes of previews, which I'm okay. I really go to the movies. Previews are fun. I always love the previews. Now, the previews in these kids' movies aren't quite as, uh, you know, they're not quite as edgy as you might see in, I don't know, maybe, say, A Quiet Place or a Terminator movie or a Die Hard. Brent, how long do you think it'll be until... Oh, I'm sorry. Until almost every movie... (laughs) 
like has the crowd use their cell phones like they they're gonna like adapt your cell phone use into the movie oh yeah i would definitely say that's a hot a strong possibility because i mean everybody's already looking down at their you know used to they were worried about people bringing cameras in to bootleg the movie they're not even worried about bootlegging the movie even though like cameras on our phones well not your phone but cameras on smartphones this you know this century can capture a lot more colors and that's another thing before the movie started, they you, you know they do that whole sound commercial thing where it does the well. This one's about the it has how many? It had like four. Get ready to see four trillion colors. Wow. Yes, four trillion colors outside of the rainbow. I didn't know we the human eye could see that many colors. I mean, what are we? The, who who's got really great <laughs> eyesight in the X Men? Not the Wolverine. That's somebody else. Who's got the mask on? It looks like Jordy LaForge. I keep thinking of the black guy from Star Trek. Yeah, that's Jordy LaForge. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay. Let's, so okay. let's say Jordy LaForge. You know, we've got the eyesight of Jordy LaForge and Star Trek The Next Generation. And um, I don't know what four trillion colors is going to get you because outside of red, blue, and what are the primaries? Red, blue, and yellow. I mean, you know, you're going to get your secondary colors, and that's pretty much about it. So for what's four trillion colors like? How many X? This was in the... Like triple, not triple XD, the XD super terrific theater where it had only like eight rows of seats. And of course, they were all, like I said, really awesome. But the point of the story is we watched commercials, which I don't know what the $12 I just paid for was all about when I have to go watch commercials. But um, we watched Coca, of course, there are always Coca Cola commercials. And whoever makes it to the beginning of the movie with any of their refreshments left. Does anybody ever make it to the first scene of the movie with any popcorn or any Coke left? I don't know who can afford that crap. Uh, well, you know, you, you take a note out. I mean, you see interest rates lately. It's like you, they're bar giving you money to borrow. So um, they're, you know, they're paying you to borrow the money is what I'm getting at. So anyway, so we're watching the commercials. We're watching the previews. Watching the, uh, you know, we're going to come out and then we're going to, you know, threaten your life if you get on your cell phone. And all of that and the movie starts finally at 7.30. 30 minutes of all of that nonsense. And I like previews, but of course the preview, what were the preview? They were all like Disney things, and I, you know, I don't really dig that. It kind of feels creepy to watch a bunch of Disney previews anyway. <laughs> Even though you are with your family, you know, it kind of makes sense. But nonetheless, 30 minutes of nothing but no movie. And that's all I can say about that. <laughs> This has been Listen to the American Bitch, Bitch. What'd you think of our first segment? It's pretty solid. Kind of, it, wasn't, it wasn't weak. I thought it was kind of weak. Maybe it was solid. It was well, a little weak. We've, <laughs> we, guys, we've got coronavirus in the news, and we're talking coronavirus when we get back. Did I say virus? It sounded like I said virus. Virus? Like, yeah, virus. It's scary. <laughs> It scared, it scared the adults straight out of Brent. Yeah, well, I just got through looking through the thread of OJ going to Costco and getting his, um, getting his a um, cor- apparently his coronavirus uh, safe um, survival kit, and I don't know why this is a survival kit, but apparently it's not just for OJ; it's for everybody else. But I hand it to the guy, the guy for the guy that got away with a double murder. He sure is, sure is clever on the old Twitter. He is. He's kind of. He's almost like he's paranoid or something. Yeah, he is clever. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in the next segment because I've got a question about how it makes you feel, how your self-esteem 
is affected by somebody that has that many followers on Twitter when it's that kind of person. So we've got that. We've got a sponsor this week. I'm not sure who it was. We might be all, we might be done with the public service announcements after last week's debacle, but even though two, it was two weeks ago. We've got that. We've got, we might have a weather forecast. I don't know if they're in this week, but we'll try that. And we're talking Corona. I don't know why I didn't get us a six-pack of Corona for this episode, but I didn't. But we've got all that and more on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Hello everyone, Justin here from Blue Shop Towels, your number one source in all things shop towel related. How famous, how infamous, how iconic is the Blue Shop Towel when it comes to farmers of all shapes and sizes and all mechanics who refuse to wash their hands? Well, at a time of crisis like we are in right now, where toilet paper comes at a premium, you know farmers and mechanics all have one secret in mind. Blue shop towels. Sure, we get the grease off your hands. We'll even get that, oh, that little dollop of grease that gets on your arm from the grease gun every once in a while that you never can get off because it's super terrific polymer and it withstands heat up to 3,000 degrees. Well, we know your butt's not gonna get that hot, so we know we've got your ass covered. Blue Shop Towels, the one secret farmers and mechanics all know too well. Because at Blue Shop Towels, not only are we happy to get the dirt and grime off your face, we take pleasure in wiping your ass. Blue Shop Towels, from the makers of those red cotton cloths that you only use once, like a one-time use paper towel, and then throw it away. Blue Shop Towels will love to wipe your ass. Hey, pendejo, hey, are you in quarantine yet? Nah, cabrón, hey, no, man. They can't quarantine my ass. I'm going down with the skin. Hey, 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 this is Radar Ricardo. Dana said you bringing you your Adrenaline Bumper Podcast and weather update. Well, cabrón, they got, they don't have Diego quarantine or whatever, but they got me quarantined down in the basement. And like, I can't come up for like two to six weeks because it's not because of the coronavirus. It's because I said some inappropriate stuff at uh, my, my niece's quinceanera a couple weeks ago. And like, they, like, they won't let me outside or nothing. And like, like, I disgraced the family or whatever. And so now I'm like doing these weather forecasts, like literally underground. What the way? Get it underground the basement, huh? 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 Well, cabrón, as far as the uh, weather goes, man, it's gonna, it's gonna turn on, like, you've had some, like, great days or whatever the last few days, like, 70 degrees or whatever, and I know, like, spring a break is next week, and, like, I mean, I know it's not gonna matter, because nobody can, like, go outside their, like, front door, but, uh, so, it's a great time to be dreary, because that's what it's gonna be, because today it's gonna be, like, all rainy and stuff, like, 48, and then, like, Saturday, I guess, it, well, I take that back, so it's gonna be, like, 68 tomorrow, so maybe you go up and play some pizza golf or whatever, and then it cools back down, 54 on Saturday, on Sunday, and then all spring break, my so I know you're not going to Houston now because the pendejos, they all canceled everything because, like, three people have died or whatever, and I'm sorry about that or whatever, but, you know, hey, you gotta make wise decisions. Well, come on this week, and I know uh, we went to uh, Amigos last week to get some pee-pee, 
and uh, like we had the like we got the like the last two rolls, and it's not because we were hoarding or whatever. It's just because man, we were out of shit tickets. But uh, I know uh, Blue Shop Towels. That's your great sponsor this week. Blue Shop Towels. Yeah, this company, Bato, they are all perfect. They get the grease up your hands, the milk up your face, and they will appreciate getting the chance to wipe your ass up on the This is Radar Ricardo, and then a serio. Back to you. And we're back. I don't think I've ever said that coming back from a break like that. We're back. But maybe that has to be a new thing because I always say, well, thanks, guys, for that great report because I don't know if I'm going to do or I'm sorry, they're going to do a report this week or not. Forecast. Maybe it's because this time you actually went somewhere. Yeah, I did. I did go upstairs for a uh, for a little refreshment there. Well, guys, we're talking coronavirus, the craziness that surrounds it, the people involved in it, and the idiots that we hope it takes with it. So here we go. Yeah, do you like that landing? Make a big old, like, big face. That's a big statement right there. Shoot, yeah. All right, here we go. It's coronavirus time and the juice on the Dryland Farmer podcast. This is probably the sound that everybody hears when O.J. Simpson, like, leaves a building or something. Or enters. Well, yeah, especially that, enters. Especially at Costco. That squeaking, that's probably those uh, automatic doors that, right there, those are the doors that open and close when he goes through it. You think he gets his receipt checked when he go after he checks out? They think they just wave him on through. Yeah, just go. You can have all this. <laughs> if the receipt doesn't check out, I'm not checking. I don't know. There's, there's a... There's a pun in there somewhere i'm surprised there's not a video of like everybody like hauling ass out of a store and then like <laughs> few, 15 seconds later you see oj push casually pushing his shopping cart <laughs> <laughs> and just saying <coughs> what you think he's ever yeah. in the glove section oh i'm sure you got something that's got a tight fit do you imagine being a cashier and oj comes and buys a rape kit <laughs> <laughs> what a rape I mean, kit could you imagine Oh, no, I don't want to imagine. He's got like a shovel and some rope and <laughs> gray tape. You're like, huh. Oh, God. That is just so wrong on so many levels. Well, yes, um, OJ is involved in the coronavirus, the whole um, spiel that we got going on here. But OJ is the coronavirus. OJ, yeah. And so we need to go ahead and uh, look at some of the uh, tweets because I hate to uh, crowdsource here, but... A lot of this stuff is just, I mean, it's just too great to pass up. So I'm going to pull him up here, and I hope he doesn't see me. We're going to pull up the real OJ here. OJ, I'm not. Okay, before we go any further, what does that do to a person's ego? How many followers do you think OJ Simpson has? If I was guessing. More than a million or less than a million? I'd say less than a million. Very, very close. O.J. Simpson, a murderer, has 936,550 followers. The only thing scarier than that is the 26 people that he is following. <laughs> Who's he following? Click no. on it. Who is he following? If it says Ron and... I'm, Devin Singletary? Another <laughs> Bills running back? <laughs> Devin Singletary, the Pro Football Hall of Fame... Jarrett Payton, Marcus Marcellus Wiley. I think Jarrett Payton's Walter Payton's son. Okay. Patrick Mahomes the second. Adrian Peterson, Barry Sanders, Eric Dickerson, Chris Johnson. Are you seeing a uh, pattern here, Landon? It's got a couple of ex ex Big Twelve alums in there. I don't see any women yet. The highs he is following a trophy. 
the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, he wants to get his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he already tried that. He's following, like how, he's following that wherever it goes. <laughs> did he even did he even get it? Did he succeed in the robbery? I don't even remember. Oh, I have no idea. Devin Singletary, hashtag lack of worries. No, he didn't succeed in the robbery, Brent, because he went to prison well, for no, about nine years. Well, I know that. What I'm getting at is he's did he succeed in at least getting it? I mean, oh, I because have no, I have no idea. If he didn't get it, wouldn't it just been attempted robbery? So obviously he got what he was looking for. In the, in the back of my head on this whole segment, all, all I'm hearing is, who told you to put the bomb on? I didn't tell you to put the bomb on. <laughs> <laughs> who told you to put the bomb on? Who's your maestro? <laughs> you and your bomb. It never ends. Yeah. It's travesty. Well, okay, so guys, O.J. Simpson is in there, and uh, we'll just go ahead and lead it off since we're talking about him. O.J. Simpson was found leaving a Costco with his coronavirus, so we're going to go back and see what his tweet actually said. Um, I, coronavirus? Who's afraid? And you can imagine the litany of the thread that would would uh, <laughs> would follow this. So he's got. I don't think I got any work done for the next 20, <laughs> for the next twenty three minutes after this. This guy has got two, not one, but two thirty pack jumbo rolls of Charmin. I'm Charmin clean. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> my my murder scene's clean. He's he got, probably started the stupid ass trend of everybody buying all this probably, toilet paper. Probably, probably. So he's got that. He's got a bounty twelve roll pack of paper towels. Then he's got three, uh, three cases of water bottles, and then he's got a bag of looks like coffee cups on top of the water bottles. So that that makes a good point, Landon. Why is toilet paper such a sought after commodity because of this virus? I have read the vi- I've read the stuff about the virus, and from what I can tell, it does not make you shit yourself uncontrollably. Did, I mean, have I missed some literature, Landon? Maybe you've run across on the whole bowel problems of this thing. I saw something. It had something to do with that COVID nineteen or whatever. That's whatever the it is. coronavirus, right? Is was found in toilet paper or, or some? There's some. I don't know. It I, was found it. in toilet paper. But then people wouldn't be buying toilet paper if it was found in the toilet paper. What? Maybe they're burning it. I don't know. I saw something to do with that with toilet paper. COVID. I was. I thought COVID nineteen sounds like a pour on for cattle. It almost sounds. I don't know. For some reason, it reminds me of Ivermec. I don't know why that is. <laughs> so, um, so we're going down through the tweets here, and I mean, there there is some pretty good. There is some gold here, uh, folks. Let's see. Um, we're gonna go down here. Of course, you can't really. Yeah, so Rob Den Blecker, its kill rate is lower than yours, so I'm going to tough it out. Uh, let's see. Uh, just kill it, bro. Let's see. Going down. If the mask doesn't fit, you must have quit. Good grief, Juice. It's coronavirus, not dysentery. You having some stomach problems? Wonder if he were. Wonder if they were out of gloves when he went shopping. Where are the gloves? Uh, let's see. Like you, Juice. I like this one. Like you, Juice. I'll take a stab in the dark here and say you're going to be just fine. <laughs> uh, I'm actually rooting for coronavirus here. Looks like you've got everything you need, OJ, except you forgot the glove. Let's see here. Moving forward. Uh, yeah, this one meme. Hurry, the comments have started. Chase it out of town and town in that white, big white Bronco. Bounty, the quicker blood picker-upper. 
Let's see. I hear Costco is slashing prices throughout the store. <laughs> <laughs> that is just so wrong. I think there was one in there that said if, if the mask doesn't fit, you're going to get sick. <laughs> you're going to get sick, yeah. Uh-huh. Let's see. Doctors say that there is the same likelihood of fatality when going to Costco with O.J. Simpson versus taking a trip to Wuhan, China. Oh, man. So as you can see... This is a shitstorm of replies. My favorite one was American deaths from coronavirus 14. American deaths caused from OJ 2. Two. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that ratio is pretty bad because there's just one of OJ. The coronavirus multiplies itself. Of course, I guess OJ does have kids, so I guess he has multiplied himself a couple times, hadn't he? Yep. Yeah. He does have a few kids. The virus, of course, has multiplied itself, what, billions or trillions of times? I don't know how many viruses can live. Do you just do you just get one cell of a virus and then it multiplies it? I don't know. I don't know how or I'm not a doctor. I just play one on a podcast. Right. So um, OJ has got it covered. He's he's wiped out. I don't know if this is a Calabasas or a San Luis Obispo Costco. I don't know what it is, but uh, all I know is if I'm one of the 26 people being followed by OJ Simpson, I'm worried. I don't care if I'm an NFL superstar like Patrick Mahomes or Singletary or any of those guys that he's following. I would even be scared if I was the Heisman Trophy because he's probably going to find a way to knock me off. So, yeah, but back to the whole toilet paper thing. I don't understand why that is such a sought-after commodity because, you know, you would think if there was an outbreak of, say, dysentery or... uh, no, what's it? Cholera doesn't do it. What are some other uh, intestinal? I mean, you know, stomach, you know, Di- diarrhea, diarrhea, <laughs> you know, stuff. That, bubonic plague. This is nothing like that, and um, yet people are going absolutely nuts when it comes to the toilet paper. So enough with the toilet paper. Oh say, oh say. Okay, so next thing here, people. This whole trend, uh, I guess, started today on hashtag close the schools. Now, one of my favorite ones. Okay, I'm at a. Uh, get get it rid of OJ before he finds me. Okay, remove, remove there. Let's see. Let's see if um, close the schools is still trending. It's is it, but the bottom of the list here. Well, anyway, I guess it's already uh, ran its course. But close the schools hashtag. This one literally said, and this was not a joke. You would think this is sarcasm or something. This lady said there have been three confirmed cases of coronavirus at our school. Why the hell have they not closed the school yet? Hashtag close the school. Landon, when I was a kid, how many kids would be out of school for influenza? Like half of your classroom would be gone. Mm. And I would knock on wood. I would never get it. I'd never have gotten it. Literally 50% of my class would be out. And literally 100% of those 50% came back and lived. And they t- they live to tell another day. And I think those same kids actually got the flu every year. So, and this is before flu shots. Nobody, you know, we never got flu shots or anything. So, you know, it was a it was a great time to be alive. You just went outside and wiped your nose and touched your face. So, Landon, you talked about. Tell me about that tweet you saw that uh, about the lady oh. telling everybody not to touch their face. Or, so, <clears throat> there was a lady going over the the do's and don'ts to to not spread the coronavirus, and she's saying. Everybody needs to get in the habit of not touching their face <laughs> because this is the main way that it's spread is by touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. So if we can all just quit doing that, and then it fast forwards, you know, a few seconds, and she licks her finger and <laughs> turns the page on her report. <laughs> so, so that, you know, it's going viral. Everybody's saying, 
Yeah, I guess we're supposed to do as you say, not as you do, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and this was not a this was for real deal. She wasn't joking around either. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, you can't. I guess you really can't make that stuff. You think you could, but I guess you can't. So yeah, was she like an old lady or something, or like a middle aged lady? Middle aged. Yeah, was she a, a disgruntled nurse? No, she was. She was completely gruntled. Why is every nurse in every TV show always pissed off? Like, I mean, these are just. You know, I guess they're stereotyping stereotyping them or something, but why is it like you go on just the sitcoms and, you know, somebody, you know, ha-ha gets hit in the head and they go to the, uh, like, The Office or The Big Bang Theory. You go in there, it's always a black lady and she's always pissed off and everybody else around her is a complete moron except for her and you are the least important thing in her world right now. I always assume it's because they have to try to read doctor's handwriting, but I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what it does. It's got nothing to do with cleaning up bedpans or... Yeah, that also. Yeah, yeah, I would be in a pretty crappy mood if that were the case as well. So should I be worried that um, I'm going to one of the biggest city in the state of Texas and like the fourth or fifth in the biggest city in the, you know, in the country? I'd be. I mean, I'm not, but I should be, I be? I w- I'd be worried about going to Houston under any circumstance. <laughs> well, that'd be Austin. Watch your cornhole, bud. (laughs) But uh, so, yeah, I know I'm not too worried. I mean, we, uh, of course, this is going to be a big gathering of a large amount of people and animals. And um, I know somebody posted the other day about their uh, IBR vaccine for their cattle. And anybody doesn't know what that is. It's just a uh, vaccine for, you know, lots of respiratory stuff. Well, there's certain mixes or certain... um, uh, yeah, certain mixes of it that actually have coronavirus is what it's like. It's got usually got like seven or eight different pathogens that the uh, that the vaccine will guard against, and one of them is literally word for word coronavirus. And um, somebody talked to a vet the other day and said, "Oh yeah, cattle used to get coronavirus all the time. It didn't do anything. You know, we vaccinated against it, and it didn't do anything to them. You know, they just you know they came immune to it due to the vaccine." So. Uh, uh, my wife got a little nervous when I came to her with a with, with a ten gauge needle and my calf, uh, my my uh, syringe from the barn, and uh, she got a little upset about that. But no, we didn't uh, we didn't use it was for animal use only. So I decided to get actually this one didn't say coronavirus. It just had the everything but that on it. So yeah, it's a it's a wonderful thing to have uh, to live on the farm and have these types of things. So uh, let's see what else, Lana, we got on tap here. We closed the schools. We went over OJ. Let, so what what do you think we ought to be buying in a you know in a fake crisis? What's the best thing to buy in a fake crisis? Oh, I'm trying to think of stuff that I invest in. <laughs> I would say I would go buy a cruise like a year out. Because right now you can cruise all the way around the world for about fifty bucks in a penthouse suite. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is get stuck on a damn cruise. No, that's what I'm saying. For like right, the spring right. of 2021, you'd probably be a good investment. Shoot, yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be an investment. It'd be a good buy. I mean, you're not invested in a cruise. It's like George Costanza says, how many people you lose on a normal cruise? 30, 40? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's. I do, I do like that the Elaine where she's running out of the bathroom with all the toilet yeah. paper. Yeah, oh, that's the ultimate that's like, meme. That's like every other tweet, right? Oh now. yeah, that's <laughs> every other tweet coming out is Elaine running out of the bathroom because the other lady didn't have a square to spare. I don't have it. I don't have a square to spare. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's a that show was leaps and bounds ahead of its time. So, uh, well, Anna, what do you got it coming up? Are you getting ready to do any? Are you going to be turning over any dirt, or are you just going to let the custom farmer do it? No, it's time to. 
Time to start getting ready here pretty quick. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, like I said, we started putting out some pre-emerge for stuff for cotton ground, and we're uh, actually going to uh, make a hand this year and uh, get some uh, work done. So we're looking forward to all that. Well, guys, we are going to get out of here. We we're so far we're, we've survived the coronavirus land and survived whatever he had last year or last week and um so we we left him at the house i guess we could have done a call-in show but it just never sounds that good so we just took the week off and let conrad take over we might have that guy on the offing here in the next few episodes we'll be gone next week unless i do like a remote type of deal and um from uh, houston texas where we'll be at the steer show don't worry uh, note to all the robbers we'll still have somebody here watching the place so <laughs> yeah we got radar here <laughs> yeah well, hey, we got well we got actual people so uh Nonetheless, it'll be safe, and uh, we've got a containment going on. So, guys, until next week, or until the next time we get out of here with the podcast, uh, y'all stay safe, y'all stay happy, and I noticed some guys up in South Dakota are still getting their corn crop out, and they're burying their combines as they're doing it. So uh, that's just nuts, and the corn is still at, what, 370 right now So for a new, new crop, so that's a great and wonderful thing. But, guys, we're going to get out of here, so, uh, yeah, be good. We'll see you, and until next time, we'll ask you. What side of the line are you on? The Dry Line Farmer Podcast brought to you by Blue Shop Towels. It would be an honor to wipe your ass. The Dry Line Farmer Podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network, all rights reserved, 2020. <laughs>